Hello, it is I, your humble narrator, Susie, and this week, Alexis and I are talking about the show Weeds and the show Breaking Bad in not so much detail, just sort of bouncing off each other about what the shows have in common. We also give you an update on Scientology as a religion and also reveal some conspiracies about the Miley Cyrus song Flowers, brought to you by Alexis, who is a full-time researcher on Miley Cyrus conspiracy theories. You are already supporting this podcast just by listening to it and driving up our analytics, our numbers. But if you wanted to support us even more, you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Or if you wanted to support us even more, more, you could become a patron for as little as $2 a month. The $2 level does get early access to episodes. We also have a $6 level, which as of recently is being represented by Megan from the movie Megan. And it's early access, bonus episodes, and weekly download for your phone. And at the top level, we have bonus episodes, stuff in the mail, behind-the-scenes content, and early access to episodes. And that one's represented by Mr. Pete Davidson. Enjoy the episode. You're listening to Jawbreakers, the show hosted by the Pittsburgh area's top trend forecasters, Alexis and Susie. Grab some candy in your headphones, pull up a seat near a super loud railroad track, and get ready for pop culture news so fake, you'll have to wonder if they're lying. You know that I don't understand who Timothy Chalamet is? I couldn't pick him out of a police line. I saw him fuck a peach, but I couldn't recognize his face. <laughs> oh, Jewel. J-U-U-L. J-U-U-L. Yeah. They are officially banning it. Wow. That's worse than I was gonna say Roe v. Wade, but it's not. <laughs> this has 20 million views. You never seen it? I'm not one of those views. Plenty. I just don't want these ones. Okay. What is this one? Yeah, that's good. Great. Let me just shove all this shit back. Oh, I had a drink for us, but we'll save it for another time. I don't feel like drinking that. Thank you. This is um, birthday cake kisses. So for those who don't know, in our podcast studio, we have a table that I got from the trash that has shelves. Does anybody know? No one knows. You're all hearing this for the first time. And on one of those shelves, I've just been stuffing candy. Yeah. And I don't know when I bought all of it. I have a couple. Not as many as you. But this... I also have a karaoke microphone. Oh, nice. You want a karaoke? Right now? Yeah. Would that create feedback? (laughs) Positive or negative? (laughs) Okay, so the candy I have is... Hershey Kisses that are birthday cake flavor. That I don't know when I bought them. They expire in April 2023. Wow, so probably a while ago. Yeah, honestly. These have to have a pretty long shelf. Um, I saw a TikTok that I did not look further into. Whoa, about... they smell like cake. Smell them. Okay. Whoa, it does smell like cake. Yeah, it smells like cake. Um, about this girl who says that there's a theory that the Titanic didn't sink and it was a different boat. And that's why everything got fucked up. Apparently, there was a bunch of people who were important people who were supposed to be on the boat that weren't on the boat. <sighs> and the only ones I can remember right now are J.P. Morgan, the bank guy, and Hershey. Kiss. The chocolate guy. Uh huh. From Hershey, Pennsylvania. His name was Hershey Kiss. Yeah. Speaking of people with weird names, Prince Harry. What is his last name? I think I hate birthday cake flavor. I think I didn't hate birthday cake flavor until I bought those Danimals that were half strawberry, half birthday cake flavor. Mm-hmm. And every time I grabbed one, they were birthday cake. But every time you grabbed one, it was strawberry. Yeah, it was delicious. So now I'm just thinking about Danimals. I love birthday cake flavor. Um, I don't know what Prince Harry's last name is. I don't know anything about the royal family. Me either. And I'm proud of it because I'm an American. I feel like it has nothing to do with me. No. Next order of business. The movie Bros is so good. Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't seen it. It's a romantic comedy about gay men. Okay. Written by and starring Billy Eichner. I identify so hard with Billy Eichner. So if anyone wants to know me In the movie or in general? In general. 
Because, like, I'm not full, like, pride parade rainbow gay. I don't do drag, but I'm also not, like, full emo gay. What's emo gay? I don't know. Emo people who are gay. Goth gays. Okay. Billy Eichner watches a lot of TV, respects historical gay figures, is funny, is single. The biggest takeaway from that movie is he does this whole thing about how love is not love, because he's like, we keep promoting love is love, love is love. No, it's not. It's different. It's a whole other culture. And... stiff. Yeah, that bag's been open. I've been, th- I've been thinking about coming and snacking on these a lot. The Chamoy gummy bears from Gummy Worms from last episode. Yeah. Anyways, love is not love. I'm just saying. If you're a grandma, you can think that. You're allowed. Everybody else, no. It's a whole different thing. It's more than just, like, who you have sex with. Right. It's not just, like, the exact same thing. No. This is one time I attended a Super Bowl party. Lady Gaga was the halftime performer, and I was the only gay person in the room, and I was the only person with any reverence for Lady Gaga. It's different. You're Mm -hmm. just leading a different life. Right. Watch the movie. It's a great movie. Good for you. Bless Bless you. you. Um, have you heard the new Miley Cyrus song? Flowers. I have. I listened to it because I saw you in some discourse on Twitter about it, trying to figure out what it sounded like. Okay, first of all, she's obviously sampling that song, but I agree with the person I was talking to that it does sound like a different song. What song does it sound like? I haven't decided. I've been listening to it trying to figure out what song it what There's song something it else it, rem- it makes me think of. That's like obviously like in the chorus she's sampling the Bruno, Bruno Mars Mar- when she I was your the man. exact same pattern. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. But there's another song that it makes me think of. What I wanted to bring up about this song is I don't know if you've been seeing it, but every time I've gone on the internet today, today was the day it was released. Really? Yeah. There's I woke been up a different- at 6:30, so today has felt so long. Yeah, when I was leaving for work, you were like, "Good morning," and I was like, Why "Yeah," because I read online that it was a life cheat code to wake up early. I saw that tweet. I wonder if it's because you liked it. Probably. <laughs> and I was like, "That's a great point." I'll just get up at six thirty. Did it work for you? It did. Good. You stayed up. No. <laughs> <laughs> I fell back asleep. But I did like an hour and a half of things. That's nice. Yeah. Um. But every time I've gone on the internet today, there's, like, a new, like, lore attached to this song. So, today is... Hemsworth. Hemsworth. I Not have pain. so many. <laughs> <laughs> Liam Hemsworth's birthday. Uh-huh. The day it was released. <gasps> so, that is true. We know that much. But then every time there's, like, something else is, like... Liam Hemsworth oh, and Miley were, like, engaged and dating. They were married. They were married. Their house burnt down together. So okay. there's like that line in the song that's like, we built a house and it burnt down. <gasps> which is like, they literally burnt down in a California wildfire. But every time it's like, oh my god, just more burns towards Liam. He dedicated this song to her. And then it got to the point where it was like, the music video for this song was shot in the exact house that Liam cheated on Miley with. 14 times like it was like first he cheated on her in this house and then it was like he cheated on her 14 times in this house like just a lot of details and that like (laughs) every time i looked and then i saw this one comment that was like does anyone know if any of this is true (laughs) and someone responded oh no it's definitely liam's birthday (laughs) that is not the part in question but I laughed so hard. <laughs> yep. You're right. Well. I went back and listened to uh, Miley's cover of Fade Into You by Mazzy Star because it's amazing. And all the comments were like, I can't believe she's saying this song. This was Liam's favorite song. And I'm like, I feel like. There's no way people could know this much. <laughs> Cheated 14 times. That is so specific for no reason. So specific. It's a good song. I should have bought you flowers. I also... I saw one TikTok. I don't know if you've seen more. Because it's more on your For You page. Jojo Siwa posted a TikTok that was like her... Every time I thought about flowers today. And it's like her like 
just living her life and then just thinking about the music video. Mm-hmm. And it was like, she's obviously like obsessed with the song and the video. But I saw like one stitch that basically all of the comments were like, yeah, I'm going back in the closet. Because of JoJo? Yeah. Yeah, everybody's... Because of JoJo's response to Miley. Yeah, there's a lot of that going around. People are like, JoJo Siwa is the new Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense for her. There's all, I mean, all of it feels very true. Yeah. She's just, like, very commercial. Which is... That's what she's always been. But, right. Like, it's not surprising if you've been keeping up. Deadpool. Oh, yeah. I watched Deadpool. Okay, it was Christmas, and there were a lot of distractions. But Alexis did watch Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Alexis actually not only watched Deadpool, ruined Deadpool. <laughs> I forgot to ru- ruin Deadpool. So what happened was, I've seen this movie no less than eight times. I own it on DVD. Mm-hmm. I saw it in theater four times. Mm-hmm. Never ever in any of these watches did I realize that one of the secondary characters is played by T.J. Miller. (laughs) Who's a disgusting comedian that is just, he's known for being disgusting. Like, he's not even that famous. No. But Alexis and I did see him live in San Francisco in 2017 for no good reason. Right. So, it's a thing. And he's there. He's right in the movie. He's in the movie a lot. He has a speaking role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I was like, is that T.J. Miller? And he said no. And I was wrong. It is T.J. Miller. It is T.J. Miller. Otherwise, what were your thoughts? Okay, I will note... I, I'm going to say, I did notice you weren't laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was what I expected. Pretty cheeky. Uh, very uh, break the fourth wall. It was just... It was just like Ryan Ryan Reynolds on crack. Yeah, no, it's it's extreme. Yeah, it's like a exponential growth. Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can understand someone who kind of likes Ryan Reynolds like loving this movie because mm-hmm. it's just like extreme. Great movie. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Yeah. Okay. That's exactly what I thought it was gonna be. Uh, you still owe me a five hundred days of summer. I do. Next on the list, Scientology update. Oh, yeah. David Miscavige. Missing. Missing. Also, did you see the thing on the Golden Globes? No. I don't know who. But somebody on the Golden Globe. Don't look at me. Alexis has a gingerbread red vine, and she's waving it like a fucking (laughs) wand at me. It's so stiff. It is not. It's There's There's no no jiggle. Yeah. I don't know who. But somebody important at the Golden Globes sat on stage. Like, he was, like, doing a speech, and then he's like, but we really... Well, he made a... He's like, oh, yeah, all of these Oscars where Tom Cruise is. I don't know. He made a reference to Tom Cruise, and then he goes, but really what we got to do is figure out where Shelly Meshkovich is. I don't know what her name is. Dude, I think Shelly might be gone. But she, but he said that, and people were like, "Oh well, his Scientology joke didn't land." And then obviously, Leah Remini was like, "Not a joke, not a joke." Where is she? Yeah, but she was so proud. So, Scientology, after L. Ron Hubbard passed, was taken over by young David Miscavige and his wife Shelley, and that was a while ago. And they've been the leaders of Scientology this whole time. As we all know, fairly new religion. They've been like the main leaders for the majority right. of Scientology. And Especially from like the modernization of it. Right. Because before that, it was just L. Ron Hubbard. And Shelley has been missing since when? 2000? At least. Well, no, since at least. When, it started becoming a thing when Tom Cruise married Katie Holmes. Because Leah Remini went to their wedding and was like, where the fuck is Shelley? And Shelly should have been there. And, and like no she, one's seen her. She started getting like pushed out from Scientology because she was going around the wedding like, hey, where's Shelly? And everyone's like, you shouldn't ask that. She's like, but I it's kind of fishy. Know. Like, Tom Cruise is royalty uh-huh. in Scientology. It's what most... If, if people know one thing about Scientology, it's that Tom Cruise is in it. Right. Yeah. 
I watched a documentary, Louis Threw, known best for his viral TikTok with Amelia. We'll get we'll get to Amelia in a minute. From Chicken Chop Date, where he does the jiggle, My Money jiggle. Don't Jiggle Jiggle. Okay, so that guy. Before that, known as a journalist. <laughs> really quite a path he's had. Anyways. I'm so wait, can I just say I'm so proud of Amelia? Amelia that's what I'm we saying. Can get back we to will it. get right. back to Amelia. Fucking love Amelia. But Louis Theroux did a thing where he was like, I want to talk to Scientology and I want to see what they're about and I want to do a documentary. And he is known for like just trying to get into like underworld type stuff that people don't get into. That's like what he likes to do. And he's been in the US for a lot of his career. Anyways, so he did a Scientology thing. No one from Scientology would talk to him, obviously. So he tried to get their attention by, like, shooting a Scientology video where he was, like, casting somebody as David Miscavige and as Tom Cruise. (laughs) And they just, like, knew all the details and were, like, sending him cease and desist when, like, they had no reason to know anything about it. And they were just being really creepy. And it was, like, he, he put together a whole documentary where he was just trying to talk to somebody and he, like, drove up on a road that was, like, near their building, and somebody came out and, like, told him he couldn't be there and, like, called the police on him and, like, all this stuff. They're just creepy. Yeah. And I think, if nothing else, they shouldn't be tax-exempt. Yeah. So when... I think we did a Scientology podcast a couple years ago. I was watching the Leah Remney show when I was quarantined. I didn't have COVID, but a coworker did. Was it me? No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> but I was watching Scientology. I was living alone in this apartment on a hill. And all I was doing was leaving my apartment to go walk Vienna. And I started... I was also... This was peak quarantine. So, like, you had to quarantine for 14 days. It's not like now. And I started getting... And then we recorded the podcast. So I started getting so paranoid that Scientology people were watching me because I was, like, talking shit. <laughs> so scared. Do part of I me- was so scared. Like, I was walking Vienna, and I was, like, looking everywhere. That's so funny. Part of me, like, wants to bait them. Right. Well, I think a lot about when we went to um, GovBall, which you have to, like, walk through Harlem and, like, go across this bridge. Well, you used to, to go to the island. It's somewhere new now. But... You had to walk past this, like, you're in Harlem, and then this beautiful, expensive-ass, giant building in the middle of the sidewalk, and we're like, what is this building? And it's a Scientology building. And I remember I was like, should we just go? Like, it's like, go take a test. Right. I remember, like, a personality test, and I was like, should we do it? And then we were like, I kind of wish we, I want to know what that test is like. Like, right, and, and I'm pretty sure if say. we both do it, like one of us can convince the other, like, hey, like don't actually get into it. Yeah, <laughs> I feel I'm personally susceptible to cults. I haven't been in one. Uh, yeah, I thought I, th- <laughs> I think I would have to be the one to stop it, but I also think I would be the one who'd be like, let's just get a little bit closer. You right, know? and then I'd be like, no, I'm falling for it. <laughs> right, and then I'm, and then I'm just like, Nikki. <laughs> Nikita. Nikita, I need you to come to Harlem right now. We're about to get into Scientology, and, and you I, know we can't afford it. Like, I know it's wrong. I, she's like, was like, there was a point where I know I could have stopped Susie, but I just wanted to get a little bit closer, and now I don't know what to do. Now I'm dating Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah. I think that's how that would have gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, next thing on my list. I started watching this show called Tracking Oswald, as in Lee Harvey Oswald. Sounds right. But right up the alley. Right, but the, the thing I didn't realize, I always could tell by the thumbnail that this show was tacky. Like, it's not a real... Like, I've never yeah. heard anyone say, like, this show is informative. What I didn't expect is it's like a ghost hunter show <laughs> and how <laughs> fake it is. Like, it's so funny if I just picture these guys, like pretending they're FBI or something, but it's, like, the TMZ of, like, History Channel. Like, it's like so fucking stupid. They have this TV where they're, like, let's pull up the files, and they basically just, like, control F 
<laughs> a name, but they have this like graphic on their TV that's like the files are searching. And it's like <laughs> you literally just searched a name that someone mentioned to see if it was in this file. Like it was so fucking stupid. And also, I'm I'm pretty into JFK's death. Yeah. Um I'm familiar with pretty much every conspiracy. I've watched all the shows, whatever. Uh-huh. My view is still that Lee Harvey Oswald just killed him alone. I really don't believe in any of the conspiracies, but there's so much room for conspiracy that there's so much room for this, like, fun, like... (laughs) Like, someone recently referred to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter as, like, a good sandbox. They're like, JF... Or, not JFK, oh my god. J.K. Rowling isn't necessarily a good world builder, but she created a really good sandbox so people can just, like, pretend... Like, they have... You can use your imagination to, like, add all these other things. I feel like JFK's assassination is a really good sandbox. (laughs) There's a... I haven't caught up on Umbrella. I do this thing with the show Umbrella Academy, where, like, every six months, I get really obsessed with it. And by obsessed, I mean I watch, like, five episodes, and they're, like, an hour long. So I've been doing this since the show started, so I'm, like, halfway through season two. (laughs) (laughs) But season two is they, like, end up um, in the past, and they all end up within, like, a few years before JFK gets assassinated. Mm-hmm. And so, like, one of them gets obsessed with, like, trying to stop Lee Harvey Oswald. And, like, it's, like, this whole conspiracy for the whole season of Umbrella Academy, which is really funny. Because mm-hmm. it's just, like, these superheroes written by Gerard Roy. Right. But then they're all just in Texas. I loved it. I was excited. I was like, you know what? This is going to be the time I watch the rest of this series. But you didn't. Oh, I got like five episodes. And it's not that I get... It's just I get distracted by... And I know it's just going to be there. Right. Um, I tried starting Six Feet Under again. What is that? Uh, a lot of my favorite people have always like cited Six Feet Under as their favorite show. Hmm. So I know it's connected to Juno, but I can't remember how. I think Diablo Hook Cody must love it or something. And then, like, Abby Jacobson says it's her favorite show. Like, I've heard a lot of people that I followed say it's their favorite show. So I keep trying to re- to start it, and I just can never finish the pilot. But I start. I tried to start to watch it when I finished the reboot of Dexter. Mm-hmm. And Michael C. Hall, who plays Dexter, is in Six Feet Under, which was before Dexter. And Six Feet Under is about this, like, family of morticians. And, like, their dad dies. So Dexter, Michael C. Hall, is just a mortician. I'm just, it's hard for me to watch it because I'm like, something must be funky with Michael C. Hall to just keep playing these characters surrounded by dead people. Also, this show is just so much. I also just finished the pilot for the first time. Did you watch any other ones or just the pilot? Uh, It's also after watching the Dexter... I think if if I would have tried before the Dexter reboot, I think I could have gotten through it, but the Dexter reboot made me so mad that it's hard to look at Michael C. Hall. Is there another Michael Hall? Probably. I'm trying to think. I feel like like I am aware of the other... Like an 80s movie? Maybe. Michael Michael J. Hall? Are you thinking about Annie Hall? (laughs) Is that what it's called? I think it is called Annie. The Woody Harrelson thing? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but okay. So what we're re- <laughs> what we're really here to talk about is Breaking Bad possible without weeds? No, no, it's not. It's not. It's not. It started about halfway through Weed's career. Really, I feel like they wouldn't have tried it if if weeds not for wasn't the success so, of yeah. Weeds. Yeah. Also, Weeds started to go like rating wise, started to go down when Breaking Bad started. So I think all those people who really just wanted some drug lore. They're like, no, I got Malcolm yeah. in the Middle guy. Why would I watch this Broadway bitch? Yeah, I could be watching Malcolm in the Middle make meth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> End of episode. <laughs> uh, so I just rewatched Weeds. I watched it as it aired, like, the entire time. Like, I remember waiting for, like, the final se- Like, I remember in high school... One of my friends was also watching it, and the next day at school, during this really permanent part, and the third to last episode. Permanent? Go on. Important. Okay. (laughs) What was the word I was looking for? 
It's a really important part. I remember like going to school and like my friend saying, "Oh my God, the things in weed. The thing we all wanted it to happen in weeds finally happened." I was like, "Andy, oh spoiler alert! Andy fucked Nancy," and he, she was like, "Yeah." Like it, I, I was, I just remember watching it throughout high school while it aired. So I just rewatched the entire series because I heard the song that plays in the series finale, and then I couldn't stop thinking about it. Mm-hmm. So I watched the entire series because I wanted to watch the last scene of the finale again. And then I got COVID in there somewhere, so then I had like five days. Right. So I watched it really fast. I think I watched it in the same amount of time you watched Breaking Bad, but I think I had less to watch. You did watch it fast. How many seasons are there? Eight. But they're like um, between... Most of them are 13 episodes. A couple of them are 15. And they're all 30-minute episodes. How was Breaking Bad? Uh, Episodes are an hour. Right. And I think there's six or seven seasons. Right. And I think there's like 20 episodes. (laughs) Right. So I think like I felt really accomplished, but then I don't think it was actually as much. Okay. But also that was a lot of television. Like I felt ill at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So I watched all Breaking Bad. Have you ever watched Weeds? I watched some of it. Yeah. Well, the creator of Weeds did what? Did you Sorry, just... I just watched you break your teeth on a red vine. Wait, did you see that when I pulled it that back? I pulled you so... hit your head on the wall? <laughs> yeah. You just gave yourself whiplash <laughs> and kept talking. Um, the creator of Weeds is the creator of Orange is the New Black. Right. So, in the last couple seasons, Healy is mm-hmm. in Weeds. And also Natasha Leone is in the last couple episodes. Love Natasha Leone. Also, halfway through the series, one of the main writers wrote one of my favorite shows later. What is the favorite show? You're the Worst by Stephen Falk. How do they spell worst? <laughs> like, Brock's worst. <laughs> is it about Bratwurst? <laughs> a cooking show no like w-o-r-s-t <laughs> the fuck so weird anyhow so i enjoyed weeds for the most part while i watched it um i doesn't make me want to watch breaking bad i feel like i got my fill but yeah it's really fun they do a lot of jumping times so like jumping times from season six to season seven it's three years later mm-hmm because Nancy goes to prison. I can't wait till we talk about Riverdale. Because <laughs> Nancy goes to prison. So then it's like three years later and she like gets out on like a threat basically. But then in the final season, it jumps a decent amount of time. But then the last two episodes, it jumps like six years in time. But they're also allegedly doing a reboot that jumps 10 years in time from that jump. Alright, so I'm trying to get out with this ju- time jump thing. Is if in 2010 they jump three years, then we should be in 2013. And then in 2012, if they jump six years, then we should be in 2019, right? Eight. Huh? 12 to 18. You said six years. No, but they but they had already jumped an extra year. Gotcha. So it's 2013, and they're jumping six years. Right, right, right. Okay. So now we're in 2019. And so the reboot... But, okay, so in the six-year jump, they have, like, all this fancy technology that we don't have now. So they have, like, holographic phones and shit, which was just, like... They're being corny. Yeah. So now if they're jumping ten years, it's 2029... Which we probably still won't have holographic phones. No, because that sounds stupid. It looked so silly. It looked so silly. Also, throughout this entire show, we saw them progress from, like, flip phones to, like, Blackberries. And it wasn't really a big deal most of the time. Mm-hmm. So, but now it's going to be silly. Also, but when they did do the six-year progression, they did make weed legal, so good on them. They got they, that right. Yeah. Because it's in California? Yeah. They haven't made meth legal in New Mexico yet. I don't know. Do you think that would be one of the first places? No. (laughs) What do you think would be the first place? Like Colorado. Okay, so why does... 
Walter White began selling meth. Walter White gets diagnosed with cancer. Mm-hmm. Now, why he starts selling meth is a mystery to me. Because, fuck off. Okay. Just start a GoFundMe. Was he doing it to get money? For money. It was okay. for money. Because he got diagnosed with cancer. Obviously, healthcare is not a thing. Okay. So there's like thousands of dollars in bills. He also has this weird inferiority complex because at some point he was involved in a chemistry company that won a Nobel Prize. and He was part of that. And then he gave it up. The company went on to earn billions of dollars while he was just a high school teacher. Right. And so he's just like grade A toxic masculinity (laughs) regarding... You know, whatever shit comes out of feeling like you have to provide for everybody financially and the toxic ways that that can manifest. Interesting. So Nancy starts selling weed because her husband dies. And they're like upper middle class, like the sh- the shots, the shots that were filmed for like the title sequence and like most of the like first few seasons mm-hmm. are shot in Calabasas, California. Which all I know about that is that's where Jeffrey Star and the Kardashians lived. I was going to say Kardashians. So I'm also picture every time I watch it, I just think that's the Kardashians' house. So like that's kind of like the vibe they were living. Did she have a job before that? No, but her husband was like he like made a bunch of like really fancy roller coasters. Like he had a ton of money. They were just well off. Right. And so when he died, they never talk about his life insurance, which I feel like matters. He, he died of a heart attack. Did they have a large age gap? No. Okay. He No, he was, like, young. Gotcha. He was really young. Gotcha. Or, no, 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 like, one of their, like, business friends, like, basically knew a weed dealer and was like, hey, this is an easy way to make money. And so she just wanted to upkeep their upper middle class lifestyle. And, like, throughout the series, like, whenever her kids are mad at her because they're, like, on the run, she's like, like, why couldn't, why did you have to choose this? And she's like, well, we could have lived in a trailer and gone to a public school, basically. And she's, right. they're like, okay, would that have been so bad? And she's like, well, no, I wear fancy dresses. We so have it's a nice, about her, though. We have a nice house and a pool, and I don't want it. I think she cared about her kids. She's pretty selfish. Walter White's pretty selfish. But she does provide for her kids. She always puts her kids first. Well, she eventually, her son, they all realize she's a drug dealer a few seasons in. And this lady had been, like, threatening her. And she, this lady, they were, like, at a pool party. And this lady was like, I'm going to kill you and your family because you're dating this Mexican drug lord. And her son walks up, hits her with a croquet mallet. She's dead. That's so funny. In the pool. Nancy destroys the security camera. They're on the run for, like, a year. And the drug lords are trying to kill her. Because also she has a baby with the drug lord. And the drug lord, that's his only son. So he's like... Extra. Right. That's yeah. my son. And then they're like, in the airport, she's sending her family off to Copenhagen. And she's with the baby. And she's basically like agreeing to like walk away with them and get murdered. And the whole time they're like, we're going to fucking kill you. And then she's like, is there anything I can do to not die? And they're like, no. And she goes, well, what about plan C? And she called the FBI on herself. And when they walk out of the airport, the FBI's like, freeze, you're under arrest. They've also been looking for her for a year. She's been under a fake name. She's like, I killed Pilar Suarez when really it was her son. So she went to jail for her son. Oh, that's nice. Walter Wright would never do that. Yeah. Yeah. She did nice things, but then also when the kids were, like, doing well, she, like, went and did, like, dirty drug stuff. The season where she gets out of prison is the worst one. Because she's just, like, unbearable to watch. Because up until then, you believe that she's doing everything for her family. And then at this point, when they're, like, making lives for themselves, she's just making everything worse. So an interesting connection here is that I found a lot of similarities between Breaking Bad and Orange is the New Black. Uh Uh-huh. Just with, like, the types of topics they touch on. Okay. But specifically, uh, spoilers for both shows. Yeah. Um, When in a pickle... Both Piper Chapman and Walter White call on the Nazis. Interesting. Which is like, both of them start out as sort of left-leaning, just in a bad situation. Like, Piper, like, 
did some silly mistake in mm-hmm. her early 20s where she helped international drug money move. Mm-hmm. Walter White innocently needs some money because he can't afford his cancer treatment and wants to leave some money to his family because he's gonna he thinks he's gonna die. Both of them start out with like perfectly well meaning lives. Right. But they get involved with criminals and then when they get in a trouble with the criminals, both of them can just become Nazis for help. It's just crazy because it's one of those things that's like, yeah, neither of those people would consider themselves white supremacists. But just being white allows you access to white supremacist groups. Right. Which is a crazy thing. Huh. And it's also nuts to me that, like, two critically acclaimed shows are like, hey. Right. (laughs) If you need it. You can. You can. Just, like, and neither of them become white supremacists in their own minds or, like, join the KKK. Neither of them are wearing the fucking mask. But both of them Do survive right. because of help from white supremacist groups. Hmm. Nancy never does that. She, Good for Nancy. In fact, Nancy, well, Nancy in the upper middle class town she's in, mm-hmm. all white. Right. Completely white. But the people she buys drugs from are black. Whenever she's involved with other white people, like she, also she's a four-time widow by the end of the story. Oh, uh, the first one was her husband who had a heart attack. The second one, she married a DEA agent. So that way, he legally could never prosecute her. Mm. Mm-hmm. They do that uh, and in then the she, Bad universe, too. The black people she buys the weed from get the Armenians to kill the DEA agent. Uh, her third husband was a Mexican dro- drug lord. He got killed in prison mm-hmm. on, his own, on his own accord. Uh, the fourth one... Uh, I think it was a car accident. They kind of breeze over that one. <laughs> um, but uh, there are multiple times in the store in the show where, like, whether it's like a friend of hers from Agrestic, the first town she's in, or her sister, where they're like, "You live such an exciting lives," and then they say really something really offensive about black people, and then she's like, "You don't even know a black person," and they're like, "Well, you just because you drive buy drugs from black people, like it's like a weird mm-hmm. thing." It's almost like she has token black friends, and she uses that towards her white friends. But there's also this bit where Kevin Nealon, do you know who he is? No. You would recognize him from, like, SNL. But he is just a dummy the entire story. He has, like, a gay son that he only refers to as his gay son. (laughs) Perfect. Uh, By the end, they reconcile, and the only... The only thing you see as a part of the reconciliation is that he says, Josh, I sucked a dick. And then all of a sudden, Josh is calling his boyfriend. He's like, me and my dad made up. So we don't know what happened after that. (laughs) But Kevin Nealon does this thing where throughout the whole series, he keeps getting Nancy in trouble because like a different black friend walks up and he's like, oh, Marlon, you're buying, you're selling Nancy weed again. It's a different guy. And it's never this. Uh, half the time, the guy's dead. It's like, U-turn. It's never U-turn. U-turn died in, like, season three. But they do a lot of... Uh, they do try and show... Like, Nancy 1 billion percent has token black friends that she uses towards her white friends to, like, prove herself as a better person. But also, I told you this. They use a hard R multiple times throughout the series, and every time it's a white person. And every time... Did Quentin Tarantino guest right the episode? Every time that person dies. <laughs> so I think Genji Cohen was finding her voice. Before Orange I think, Black. Yeah, I think if it had been a couple years later, she would have involved Nazis. If I think if Weeds got one or two more seasons, there would have been Nazis involved for sure. Yeah, to back up Nancy or what? Yeah. 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 It, and also, like, the thing is that I feel like that's real. Yeah. Like, I don't know too many, like white drug lords i don't know any drug lords it feels like a realistic out yeah for somebody yeah because also nazis have like close to no morals right <laughs> so like there's also this storyline where kevin nealon and andy <laughs> become coyotes at the mexican border it's slightly because andy wants to do something nice with his life and help people 
mm-hmm. but then Kevin Nealon just fell in love with this Mexican woman as she was getting deported. But Kevin Nealon joins the Border Patrol to so they can become coyotes and like make money. But every time they forget to get the money. Okay, wait. Side note, not. Uh, there's also this plot where um, Nancy runs a maternity store as a front. Like, she gets involved with, like, the Mexican drug cartel. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, dealing and, like, going to Mexico. She's, like, doing all this shit and, like, crossing and, like, trafficking drugs. And then they're like, all right, you're doing great. We have a new job for you. You're going to be paid big money. You're just going to run this maternity store. She's like, I'm not dealing. And they're like, nope. You can hire whoever you want. Minimum wage. But just run this store. Help ladies find So, like, want our money. Yeah. They do that in Breaking Bad. Oh uh, yeah, I was thinking about that. They but run then a car wash. They do it a few times. Like she runs a bakery, but then they set it on fire. She ends up running this maternity store. And then she finds out that in the back of the maternity store, they built a tunnel to Mexico. She's niche. She was like, well, she had rules. Never sell weed to kids. Never do anything worse than weed. There was this like teenager that she would sell to who would sell to other people and she's like, "No kids." And then she saw him selling to a 10-year-old, and she was fucking pissed. The kids thing comes up a lot in Breaking Bad, too. It's, like, one of the main moral indicators of all the characters. Like, there's there's a competing drug kingpin named Gustavo Fring, who runs the chicken shop. Mm -hmm. And one of the main things that causes Aaron Paul's character, Jesse, to, like, want to break with him is that he uses children. So, like, he'll have kids slinging meth, like, 10-year-olds. Yeah. And also, like, 10-year-olds getting killed because they've been slinging meth. It kind of ends up being revealed that Walter White is also comfortable using and killing children in the drug world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's, like, way, way more secretive and sketchy about it. Mm-hmm. But he definitely did that. It's obviously not good. Does Walter's family ever get involved? Yeah. Because his wife is like, hey, something's up. And he's like, nah. And she's like, no, something's going on. He's like, nah. And then she like gets more and more clues until she figures out that somehow, some way, he has a lot of money coming in. And she kicks him out. He gets his own apartment for a while Hmm. and tries to divorce him, but he won't sign the paperwork. And so she just starts laundering his money at the car wash instead. Because once she figures out, like, oh, you're a drug dealer, she thinks he's selling weed because she thought Jesse Pinkman was selling weed. He wasn't. He was selling meth. And she's like, which that was a viral TikTok sound a few months ago where she's like, stop selling marijuana to my husband. (laughs) Do you see those? It sounds familiar. Yeah. And then Jesse's like, um... Okay. Because she, like, confronts him in, yeah. like, episode three. <laughs> but See, the son is mortified. By the time, by the point the son is involved, it's, like, late, late of the last season. Oh, wow. And he's, like, mortified. And that's when they're, like, fully... Walt's trying to go on the run. He can't convince his family to come with him. So they don't. And he just, like, goes off by himself. Uh, See, when Shane kills a lady for Nancy, it's, like, halfway through the series. <laughs> well, Shane got... He got shot. Well, because they were trying to shoot, they were trying to kill Nancy because Nancy got involved with this Mexican kingpin who was also like a, he was like the mayor Mm. in somewhere in Mexico. So the lady who was like running his campaign wanted Nancy dead. So they tried to shoot Nancy, but they hit her kid. And so that's when Nancy started being like, fuck this. And was like trying to get a hit on that lady, but she like told the wrong person who was friends with the lady. Like, every time Nancy's trying to defend her family, she does a really bad job. But she tries. She does try really hard, and she, like, takes her family. She also, there are times where she tells her family, like, go do your own thing. She always goes, she's just obsessed with selling drugs. That's Walt's problem, too. She gets, it's a high. It's like a, it's like when someone's like, I'm obsessed with being a waitress. I've met multiple people who are like, I'm obsessed with the server life. Do you think it's the same high? I think it's a similar high because you're just like trying to get money out of people and like trying to do as much as you possibly can. And it's just selling. 
Hmm. I do think it's a similar high. Well, because then, okay, so is ma- that what crypto bros are like? Is, Maybe, but it is seems that what they lamer. get out of it? It seems a lot more lame. I agree. That's why I'm confused. So Nancy, at the end of season seven, they like buy a house in Connecticut. She like gets a grow room for her son because that's what he's obsessed with, and he's really bad at the business side. And every every season, he meets a different girl that fucks them over. Every it's like fuck Silas. Silas is a piece of shit. <laughs> he hates Nancy, but he made Nancy's life way harder than it needed to be. And he, her older son Silas made her life way harder than her younger son Shane, who killed a woman. <laughs> that was a lesser <laughs> than Silas just being a dick. Yeah, Silas was just like fucking horny and just fucked it up every time. But um, they get this house, and they're like. We're a happy family. And then uh, the son of the DEA agent that she married shoots her. She gets shot in the head. And then, like, the first few episodes... Nancy does? Yeah. The first few episodes of the last season are her, like, in the hospital, and she's like, I'm a different person. And she ends up, like, selling edibles. Well, she gives edibles to all of the cancer patients for free because they're getting ripped off by the clown who sells them like really expensive lollipops. What if she gave an edible to Walter White? I want them to meet. But she like she's like trying to be a better person. Right. And then like a f- like halfway through the last season, she she becomes like a drug rep, like a legitimate drug rep who's like selling pills. She tries to say she's a drug dealer and like Someone in the family's like, you're not a drug dealer. And she was like, fuck that. <laughs> and she just like goes back. Like something in her. She's just, like, just like, yes, I am. I am. What do you mean I'm not a drug dealer? Like you work for corporate America. <laughs> She's like, fuck that. She goes to a party, sells a bunch of Adderall. She's back in the game. You know that turning point in Orange is the New Black where... Piper Chapman goes to prison and she thinks she can maintain her outside life with like her friend Polly and her yeah. husband and her, or her, her fiance, whatever. And she is on the prison phone with Polly to get connected to like a sales rep for the soaps that they sell. Uh-huh. And at the last minute, she drops the phone to go look for the chicken. <laughs> yeah. It's an entire episode about how there's this I chicken that. that gets into the gets into the prison camp and, like, how could the chicken get in? There yeah. must be, like, a break in the fence. But, like, no one, like, it's it must just be a rumor. And Piper's the only one who sees it this time. She drops the phone. Yeah, Nancy does that a lot. Yeah. Where, like, she's on the right path. And then she's just, like, hmm. Walter White has a similar moment where he gets, he's working this job where, um, the chicken guy has like made an underground meth lab where he just has to work for three months and he'll get three million dollars. So he's making a million dollars a month, and it's enough to set them for life. Right. But the like unspoken deal is that this other accomplished chemist will take over for Walt when he's gone, and yeah. he'll sell the blue meth. And Walter's like. Um, that's my meth. Right. That's my brand. I built it. It's, and he has more money than he will ever need. Right. And he's still, well, that's what happens too. like with, when Nancy's, before she even finds out about the trafficking in the tunnel, part of it was the trafficking. Part of it is she didn't want to run a maternity store. She wanted to sell drugs. And like, she kept finding people that she was like, I can make a killing here. And like, I can do this and I can do Like, and I was mad at her in season seven because she gets out of prison. She's in a halfway house, like, based on a deal. And, like, immediately she's just trying to, like, get back in. And, like, her family had made a whole life in the last three years. And they all come back to see her and she just ruins them. (laughs) Because she just wants to be the one to sell drugs. And the way the series ends is now pot's legal. She, like, runs a cafe that's, like, everything's, like, cannabis-infused. Her son Silas made, like, uh, like a certain strain that's, like, really popular. And, like, everybody basically is involved. And she owns 51% of the company, and then the rest is split up. The guy is, like, part of a tobacco company. The guy's, like, Starbucks wants to buy it for, like, 
an absurd amount of money, you'll be set for life. You never have to work a day in your life. Like, your family's going to be more than comfortable. And she's like, no. And he's like, why? Like, you like r- running this? You can just stop. You're like 50. Yeah. She's like, mm, no. Wait, wait. Does she die? No. Walter dies. How was the how was the ending? Did you like the ending? It went on too long. The series? Friend of Alexis has told me that Breaking Bad goes on like three episodes too long. I misunderstood how many episodes there were and it was kind of funny because I thought I was on the last episode and I was like, no, this is perfect. And then? Turns out there was like four episodes left. Yeah. It gives Walter enough time to play the good guy. Mm-hmm and tie up loose ends there's like two camps in the breaking bad people who like have watched the show one of which like sees walter white as separate from his like heisenberg drug dealer character Mm -hmm. where they see that like these two people are bleeding into each other and they kind of see like walter white is a good guy and he like provides for his family and makes sure that they're well off while like heisenberg is like bloodthirsty whatever from the first episode, I always viewed them as the exact same person. Uh-huh. A certain person is capable of murder. If Walter White is capable mo- capable of murder, he's capable of murder. Like I don't care right. if he like is in a drug persona while he's doing it. Like you're still right, and I don't understand how a person can separate the humanity of an enemy from like the humanity of their family. Like Walter White yeah. doesn't take anything seriously until it's his direct family threatened. Right juxtaposed with like Jesse Pinkman who is super bothered anytime someone dies which is way better right. like a better way to be but towards the end I feel like it was just like sort of catering towards the people who think Walter White can still be a good person yeah which I thought was so far gone but I mean like a lot of people agree he gets like morally worse over the seasons but like at the end he manages to find a way to like blackmail somebody into giving his family the money that he's leaving because his family won't talk to him and won't take the money. Okay, but... (laughs) Like, I don't even feel like you deserve that. Right. Because I think it was so selfish and so foolish of him to not just, like, accept help when he he could get it. Because he didn't have to sell drugs. He had rich friends who were willing to pay for his treatment. And he had so much pride and ego that he wouldn't take it. Mm -hmm. And he upset an entire industry of meth. (laughs) And, like, tried to take an apolitical stance on something that, like, ruins people's lives. He was like, well, I'm just the the chemist. No, No. you're making meth. (laughs) Like, you're ruining people's lives. Even just making meth is ruining people's lives. But on top of that, you're also personally responsible for murders. Like come on like that's not forgivable but towards the end they give him way too much time and then i mean i'm glad that the way that they wrapped it up i'm glad that jesse kind of got a little bit of what he needed and that like walter white just dies you should watch dexter i know i've spoiled all of it yeah but i wasn't listening yeah i was gonna say i don't think you were paying attention no i wasn't and I think if you watch from the beginning, you wouldn't notice. But I think you should watch it. What is it on? Uh, it might be on Showtime. I think I still have Showtime. You know what we should do right now is break the record for longest podcast. <laughs> it's 36 hours. Um, The end of Weeds. Last two episodes, they jumped... Five years, six years into the future. Mm-hmm. It's really silly. They just bring back every character for it. They make it about Nancy's kid having a bar mitzvah, and she just there, nobody's gonna come, so she invites everyone she knows. There's a couple of like good things in there, but it's mostly like not good. It's just an excuse. But the last scene, which is the reason I rewatched this entire series, still fucking stands. It is a beautiful scene. It is a beautiful way to end the series, and I wish they weren't doing a reboot. Because it's over. Right. So they, like, everybody kind of makes amends. Nancy and Andy, who is her 
first husband's brother, and they've had sexual tension the entire eight series, and he's in love with Nancy, and she's like, never gives him a chance, but she gets him to do everything for her. And, like, he follows her around while she's doing all this stupid shit and takes care of her kids the entire time. He's just obsessed with her, and she never gives him the the time of day. They have sex, like, the third third to last episode. And then he leaves her. She's screaming in the street for him to come back, and he just disappears. Has a baby, opens up a restaurant, refuses to speak to her. And then they kind of make amends, and he's like, I love you, but I can't be near you. You ruined my life. (laughs) Yeah. And then the last scene, well, second to last scene, her youngest baby, who's the baby of the drunk drug kingpin, says, thank you, mom, which none of her kids have ever said thank you. (laughs) She gets really emotional. And then she goes out into the steps. It's snowing. She's sitting there by herself with arms outstretched by Relo Kylie starts playing. The song that's like, it's 16 miles to the promise. That song starts playing. Then Kevin Nealon comes out, lights a joint. It's what he always does. Hands it to Nancy. She's like, no. She she smoked like less than five times on the entire series. Hmm. And then her, her oldest son, Silas, comes out. He sits next to her. Kevin hands him the joint. And then her other son, Shane, who killed that lady, comes down. He smokes the joint. And then Andy comes down, who just broke Nancy's heart, sits right next to her. He smokes, the, he smokes the joint. Good. And then he looks at Nancy, and then she takes the joint. And she takes a good puff. It's great. She does a French inhale. It's beautiful. It's zoomed in on her face. It's snowing. It's real. Kylie's still playing. She hands it back to Kevin Nealon. And then they just keep passing the joint around. And that the entire song plays while there's no audio on the actors. And they're just looking at each other. And they all just start laughing. Because the fi- like, they've just lived this stupid life together for the last eight seasons. And it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. They're all just like looking at each other like, what the fuck have we done? And now they all have separate lives in like different states. Shane's a cop. He's an alcoholic cop. Kevin Nealon's like started a cult. Andy has a baby and has a restaurant. Silas married the deaf girl from high school. Has a baby with her. He speaks sign language fluently now, which he didn't learn before. He's a great man. Nancy decided to sell the Starbucks. They're all just sharing a joint, laughing at their life. It made it worth the really two shitty last episodes. (laughs) (laughs) That last scene. The entire song plays. It's a long song. <laughs> I think Weeds is a really good show, but I think if you recently watched Orange is the New Black, there's no reason to watch it. I did recently watch I wouldn't Orange. watch Orange is the New Black right Orange is the Bl- New Black right now. Because I just watched Weeds. However, after I finished Weeds, I was like, what do I do now? And I... So, again, the reason I watched Weeds is because I heard that song. Right. Which I think I shared with you in the car. I don't know. We were driving to like Applebee's or something stupid. And I put that song on and I was like, this makes me think of weeds. And I was like, spoiler alert. In the last scene, they're all smoking a joint. This does sound funny. <laughs> so that's literally why I started rewatching it. But then I saw a clip of the show Girls. And the last scene is like Lena Dunham singing Fast Car by Tracy Tra- Chapman. I guess I gotta rewatch Girls now. And then I tried watching the pilot the other day, and I was like, <laughs> I don't want to do this. I can't... Is Adam Driver a good actor? I don't know. You saw Star Wars. I saw Star Wars and that one movie. Marriage yeah. Town. And I, all of the series of Girls. So you tell me, is Adam Driver a good actor? I don't think so. Then what's his appeal? He was a Marine. Okay, fuck Mary Kill, Walter White, Nancy from Weeds, and Piper Chapman. Piper Chapman. I'm not fucking Piper. She's a pillow princess. I can't deal. I'm gonna marry Nancy. You're gonna die. Yeah, she sounds yeah perfect. Great. Bad track record. I'm gonna marry Nancy. I'm gonna kill Walter. I guess I am fucking Piper. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think same. Also knowing I'm I'm gonna die if I marry Nancy. Like I wouldn't marry Walter. I'm not fucking I'm, Walter. I'm not fucking Walter. I'm not Walter fucking, White. I'm not fucking Malcolm's dad. That's disgusting. Mm-mm. Although, have you ever watched Malcolm in the Middle? No. I watched the whole series at some point in my life. I don't. I couldn't tell you when. Sure. But I. Th- the only thing, I vividly there's two scenes I vividly remember from that show. One is when Dewey is dancing with that old lady who died. <laughs> okay. To that one song. And the other one. <laughs> The other one is the scene where, like, Hal Walter White is having, like, a boys' night, and they're, like, playing poker, and they're talking about how many times they do their wives, and Hal says, oh, twice. Everyone says, like, three or four, and he's like, oh, just twice. They're like, oh, I'm sorry, Walter. And they're like, oh, only twice a week. And he's like, oh, I thought you meant a day. Oh, then I guess 14. And then he's like... The king of the boys. <laughs> this is a disgusting story. I think about it on like a monthly basis. <laughs> and then I'll just like, what? Wait, so you're fucking Walter White. <laughs> 